there we are, right in the heart of the city. You're able to go down there in your boat, which is a really lovely trip. The Canals and Rivers Trust have built beautiful pontoons. The facilities are second to none. And being in the heart of the city, you're just a few walks away from everything you can imagine about Liverpool. Liverpool, I think, has become one of the best kept secrets. I don't really want you to go because you might go back south and tell everybody what a wonderful place <laughs> Liverpool is. Welcome to the Waterfront Podcast, brought to you by the Canal and River Trust and presented by the inimitable David Bramwell. Two thousand and sixteen has been an historic year for the Leeds Liverpool Canal. It celebrated its bicentenary with the Coast to Coast Canoe Trail, while the Heritage Education Boat, the Kennet, recreated the complete Trans Pennine journey, first taken along this canal by the merchants of Yorkshire and Lancashire two hundred years ago. There was also a major arts commissioning programme, Super Slow Way, which saw the creation of a specially commissioned symphony a mass participation project drawing on the traditions of shape note singing and Sufi chanting, and a floating arts centre for women on the canal. But it was the completion of a new link in Liverpool's city centre in 2007 that made it the longest single canal in the country at over 200 kilometres. Bit tricky to cover it all in a short podcast, so thanks to a couple of experts, in this episode I'll be exploring that new link right in the heart of Liverpool. My name is Ron Hutchinson. For my sins, I am the chairman of Mersey Motorboat Club. My house is right next to the Leeds Liverpool Canal. Each and every day, walk the dog along that canal and we see people going along the canal into the city. And then you find out with a little bit more conversation, say, where have you come from? And they say, Bristol. And it's taken three weeks to get here. And then sometimes, by coincidence, a week or so later, I'll see the same people cruising past. And I'll say, how did you get on? And they will say, that is the best mooring in the UK. Can't wait to come back. It's always been the Leeds-Liverpool canal, but it actually went down to the Eldonian village and we couldn't access Liverpool. Um, and then a couple of years ago, they built the link that brought us from the Leeds-Liverpool Canal actually into a, a little bit of the River Mersey and took and enabled us to get into the Albert Dock and the Salthouse Dock. I would recommend to anybody who gets into Liverpool to go on one of the walking tours. They show you around things and they tell you things you think you know your city. I remember seeing the chains that are still there from the days of slavery. Uh, I would recommend anybody to go on one of those tours. Ron, thank you so much. My next stop is a walking tour um, that starts <laughs> at the docks. So, so perfect. Yeah, yeah really? perfect. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I want my commission. <laughs> so I'm standing by the Albert Dock in Liverpool. I can see the the Liver Building with the bird at the top, and the Cunard Building, the Museum of Liverpool. I'm standing by the Tate, there are boats around me, a lot of people, and I'm here with Aidan O'Rourke, a tour guide and photographer, and he's going to be telling me a little bit about the history and heritage uh, of this stretch of water. Well, this is the uh, historic um, Albert Dock, uh, built in the 19th century, 
but it fell into disuse by around the 1970s and it was standing empty for a period of time and I understand that there was a plan to knock them down and fill in the dock and maybe turn it into a car park. But um, that didn't happen. They renovated these uh, old dock buildings and now they are one of Liverpool's top tourist attractions. And of course, within the Albert Dock, we have the basin with these various uh, boats moored all around. Some of them private and uh, other ones like this one in front of us here, Glacier of Liverpool, um, is a ship dating from 1899. And what is the story with the liver bird? There are two green birds standing on top of the liver dock building over there. They were actually designed by a, a German uh, sculptor. There is a legend that if they fly away then that's the end of the city of Liverpool. They're very, very large and they are tied down by cables. And one of them faces towards the river, one of them faces into the city. They are one of the most potent symbols of, of, of Liverpool. The canal, the new link, runs directly in front of the liver building. Where should we head? Up that way. OK. Past a party of school children, presumably on their way to the Tate. So we've got, we've got quite an incredible view of, of the Mersey now yeah. here in front of us, and it's moving pretty quickly. Yeah, it looks like the tide's in at the moment. Um, we have quite a wide panorama that we can see um, with the Albert Dock on the left and the Museum of Liverpool on the right. And we're looking over towards Bir Birkenhead. We can see the tower of Birkenhead Town Hall uh, just over on the other side, and just near it is the the air tower, or the tower that supplies air to the, to the train tunnel that goes under the Mersey. And there's also the Mersey Ferry, of course. It used to be a, a major form of transport for commuters coming from the Wirral. Um, but um, nowadays it's mostly uh, for tourists, but they do have commuters in the morning and the evening, but there are not very many of them. Now here, of course, we've got the Beatles statue. This is fairly new. They must be about, what, seven foot? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Slightly larger than they would be in real life. And they are standing virtually on top of the canal. The canal is underneath. You wouldn't know because we're, we're just standing on just a, an area here in front of the Three Graces. You wouldn't, if you, if you didn't, couldn't see it just there to the right, you wouldn't know that there was a canal going right underneath where we're standing. In fact, we're actually standing on the center line of the bridge that uh, covers the canal. Uh, previously, this was just a, 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 like a rectangular grassy space. And then prior to that, then the trams used to come here as well because they used to link up with the Mersey ferries. Um, but this link in Liverpool was only completed in 2007. It allows the uh, boats to come down here to the complex of docks here in the Albert Dock. So it goes in a straight line, it passes by the Museum of Liverpool, a straight line under the pierhead area, and then it uh, re-emerges here just right in front of the, the liver building. We can see how that they've marked the path of the canal with uh, like a, a series of cream-coloured flagstones that they put in, in, in the grey flagstones on either side, just to show where the canal is going. The direction it's moving in, right? Yes. And so that cream-coloured flagstones, it comes up to a uh, wall. And so any idea where it would... Where I think it, would it looks like it's going up into the, the docks there, Prince's Dock is up there, so if we, if we carry on walking I'm sure we'll pick it up again. Okay. 
If we go that way, then we can have a look at St. Nicholas's Church there. Great. The Church of St. Nicholas is one of the oldest buildings. Actually, it must be the oldest building on the waterfront. And the interesting thing is that you see the wall in front of the church, yeah. and there's a very nice garden inside. Well, the, the river used to go up to that wall, and then it was gradually reclaimed further and fur further out. Um, but uh, maybe in the 18th century, where we're walking now, that was river, and it was gradually reclaimed, and then they built George's Dock here, but then George's Dock was, because it was right in the centre of the city, they needed to use that space for buildings, and that's when they filled it in, and then they built the Three Graces. Uh, with the uh, Liver building was the first one in 1911, and then the other two followed shortly after. And why are they called the Three Graces? Just because they're three nice buildings side by side, I think. This is different to the Dubliners who, who call their statues the tart with the heart and oh, things yes. like this, don't they? <laughs> yeah, or the, the floozy and the jacuzzi. <laughs> I've not heard that one. The proper name for it is Livia, symbolising the, the river, the river of life or something. They just call it the floozy in the jacuzzi. gates of the locker just closing and a, a narrow boat's coming through. I can't quite see the name. Huffler? Hustler? Yeah, Huffler. Huffler? Yeah. Shall we, um, shall we sneak in? <laughs> yeah, so this is all built to facilitate the entry of the boats into uh, the link tunnels. So it's interesting, it's, it's like 18th century technology, but built in the 21st century. I like that. Okay. Can I ask where you're from? We're just making a little podcast about, about the waterways here. Braunston. Where, sorry? Braunston. Braunston. Is that far? Northamptonshire, right. You come from Northamptonshire? And are you staying here the night? A week. A week, right, okay. The boat's called Braunston. The clue's in the, uh, clue's in the boat, isn't it? Yeah. And you're spending a week in Liverpool. Have you been here yes. before? Yes. You have? I've been, I've been here when we had to go down the Mersey. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> we'll leave them to it. Yep. <laughs> I think it's what they'd want. Quite striking image there with the, the the boat just going under, just with the with the striking outline of the liver building in the background, and it's now just disappearing into that section of tunnel, and then they'll re-emerge about a minute later right in front of the Liver building. As Ron Hutchinson had predicted, that day we met several narrowboat enthusiasts who had travelled from all corners of the country to visit the heart of Liverpool. With the regeneration of the Albert Dock and the new canal link, the city feels transformed, with echoes of London's South Bank in its mix of art, culture, historic architecture and waterways. And in helping celebrate the canal's bicentenary earlier in the year, the Mersey Motorboat Club had participated in workshops with children, educating them about canal history. But sometimes, children can get the wrong end of the proverbial stick. Here's Ron Hutchinson again. Was there some confusion amongst one of the school children over, over <laughs> who, who built the canals? We have a chap there, Robbie, who is a uh, professional... Um, he does all the do rope stuff, uh, buttons and uh, fenders, etc. He was also telling them about the canal system. And he said, the canal was built 
many, many years ago, 200 years ago, in fact, when they didn't have digging machines. It was all done by men with pickaxes and shovels. The whole canal was dug out by navvies. One of these children went back into the club later on in a bit of a debrief about what they'd learnt with their teacher. And this little boy said to his teacher, it's fantastic, miss, isn't it, to think that the canal system was built by the Nazis. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> Well, it just remains for me to thank my guests, Ron Hutchinson and Aidan O'Rourke. Uh, oh, hang on. Uh, that sounds like the post. What's this? A cassette? Oh, this is from John Shuttleworth. Uh, for those who don't know, John Shuttleworth has been entertaining listeners of Radio 4 for over 20 years now with his songs and gentle tales of life in his hometown of Sheffield. And as a man who's never happier than when popping out to check the water levels at his local reservoir, we thought John and his neighbour Ken would be ideally suited to provide listeners with the occasional curious canal facts. We'll finish this episode off by seeing what he's got for us. Welcome to John Shuttleworth's Fantastical Facts from the weird but wonderful world of waterways. In 1912, a cow named Buttercup fell into the Leeds and Liverpool Canal by the southern portal of the Fowl Ridge Tunnel. What happened next? Uh, she mowed, help, I can't swim. On the contrary, rather than clamber out as you might have expected, Buttercup chose to swim the whole 1,640 yards to the northern end, where she was revived with brandy by drinkers in the nearby Hole in the Wall pub. Pictures in the pub commemorate the occasion. Did she get a mile certificate? Oh, don't be silly, Ken. Well, for that she'd have had to swim a further 120 yards. Remember, a mile is 1,760 yards, Ken. Oh, yes. Sorry, John, I forgot. No worries, Ken. I mean, she may have been given a 1,500 metres badge. Oh, I do hope so. Good old buttercup. This Waterfront podcast was produced by David Bramwell with music by Oddfellows Casino. It was a Smoke Creatives production for the Canal and River Trust. If you like the Waterfront podcast, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Winding through 2,000 miles of beautiful countryside and vibrant cities, our unique network of canals and rivers offer vital havens for people and nature alike, because everyone deserves a place to escape. Visit canalrivertrust.org.uk forward slash friend to become a friend of the Trust and receive a wealth of benefits, discounts, and the beautifully produced Waterfront magazine.